How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and this episode we're talking Frozen 2, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's go. Into the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we caught up with Frozen 2, Mm. out in cinemas now. What did you think about it, Tim? Well, I guess going into it, let's talk about uh, the gap in between. So for a sequel, for such a, a, a successful film as Frozen was, um, that Disney released back in 2013, mm-hmm. something like that. So it's quite a long gap, like a six-year gap between uh, a sequel when you're trying mm-hmm. to like ride the wave of success. But I think mm-hmm. the success and the interest of that film has not subsided one bit. It's become part of like the fabric of young girls and boys growing up dressing mm. as Elsa Anna singing Let It Go mm. or as my niece used to call it Let It A Go and that's <laughs> the only lyrics that she used to say <laughs> for like a year so cute and so coming into Frozen 2 you're like there's a lot riding on this being a success mm. and if you want to hear my like one liner I really really enjoyed it okay yeah yeah oh did I enjoy a movie and you didn't? Oh, no, like I did. No, time. I did. Okay. okay, don't get me wrong. Do you think we need to explain what Frozen is to people living under a rock? Frozen is, sure. Frozen is about two women, Elsa and Anna. Elsa is the queen of... Arendelle. Arendelle. She, in the first one, she 
was kind of like a recluse. She hid away after their parents died and she had these powers, the mm-hmm. ice powers, you know, whatever. And then she went on like this journey of self-discovery, right? Mm-hmm. And then Anna had to kind of rescue her mm-hmm. and Kristoff and the moose mm-hmm. and Olaf, who's this great character yeah. in The Snowman. Was that a really terrible kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that sums it up pretty well, I think. This second movie... It's pretty much the same sort of thing. It's a journey of empowerment and discovery yes, for Elsa again. Very much. Which I was surprised about. I thought it was going to go in a really different direction. Beautifully, visually stunning yeah. animation. Yeah. Really catchy tunes again. Mm. If you're going to compare it to the first one, it doesn't hold yeah. up as well. You don't come out humming the songs. No. But in terms of a musical mm. and it projecting the story and making you feel that emotion or yes. that elation, it really, really nailed it. And I think the songs were fantastic, but there's no let it go in there. But no. I don't think they needed another let it go. Let it go mm-hmm. is there. It exists. It's not going away. But they, they just, yeah, created some really great music and storytelling through that. I did enjoy the storyline. Mm. So this time what they've done, Disney have done, they, they struck up a deal with the Indigenous people of northern Scandinavia to represent their people respectfully yeah. in this film um and i think that's really lovely that's that's they've taken the care and time to do that oh, and yeah. as far as the storyline overall i found there were a lot of leaps of logic in there mm-hmm. which maybe have been over kids heads in general i think the film would have gone over kids heads altogether yeah it was quite a dark and in-depth story mm. in understanding their parents past mm. how that influences the present and then ultimately the future mm. and what they what they discover and what they have to do for their townspeople etc etc what Elsa discovers about herself there was a lot of it was convenience mm. a lot of it like they perfectly realize what yes. this means and they say that loud as exposition yes. and you just kind of go with it yes. and I don't know whether I went along a little bit more with that sort of blatant light bulb moments that these characters mm. had constantly throughout because it was an animation and because I found mm. it so charming and I, I was just on board I don't know but if this was a live action film mm. you probably would have caught me eye rolling in my seat I mean it's definitely a kids movie in terms of the visuals and the comedy and the songs and things like yes. that then I think the storyline was very adult very adult yeah so I, I feel like it didn't know what kind of film it wanted to be I, I kind of agree with you there. Mm. I guess because I was an adult and I was looking at it and I thought, this is very mature and adult, so I got a lot mm. out of it. I guess ultimately I mm. think that f- kids' films, sometimes we have to drop that label. They're family films. Mm. So you kids don't go, your four, five, six, seven-plus-year-olds don't, you know, take themselves to the cinema, get their popcorn mm. and whatever, go watch Frozen 2. They go with their parents. So I think Disney and the filmmakers and the writers and the directors mm. were aware that there are adults sitting in there for two hours and they mm. need to be stimulated and engaged and interested. And they're expecting more. And I guess then it means that you have that shared experience where the kids get something out of it and the adults do. And that's positive that Disney, that's what they're about. But usually they toe that middle ground a lot Mm. better, I think. I think they've gone too far to either end of the spectrum this time. Do you think maybe they were playing to the kids that grew up on Frozen and they're a bit older and so they were... they were they were feeding them a more adult story? That's a very interesting point. However, kids are very young when they watch Frozen. So if they're four, they're now ten. So Mm. it's not really... Ten Mm. isn't particularly a mature age to have... Understand the deeper themes. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe that's kind of what they were trying to do. 
That Christoph song. <laughs> I was going to say about... <laughs> I freaking love that they did this kind of satire to music mm. video and all that sort of stuff. It almost felt like that song that Zac Efron does in um, High School Musical 2 <laughs> where he's running around on the golf field or whatever. It's just utterly ridiculous. Right. The only criticism I have is that it probably went on a little bit long. So it kind of lost its oomph to me. Thematically, the songs were all over the place in this one. Mm. They were going for so many different styles and hitting so many different comedy things. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, they fit more seamlessly into the movie. Yeah, I guess when that one started, it was a bit jarring. Maybe when, even though I adored Olaf's solo song, it did come out of nowhere. He was underutilised in this one, I think. Do you think? think? Oh, I love him as that little side hustle, that little kind of, you may miss a line, but he delivers it and you Mm. kind of get a little bit of a chuckle. I think they used him well. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. There was like a subplot about him growing up and not wanting to get older and wiser, wanting to get older and Mm. wiser and... That's true. There, but that wasn't really fleshed out enough for me. Okay. No, no, I feel feel you. Yeah. That was unexpected, though, that little subplot Mm. because that does play to your point about it feeling very adult Mm. and I guess what he was dealing with was really existential like yeah um and I'm sitting there going oh this is quite deep Mm -hmm. which I think just resonated with me I suppose even though it was coming from a talking snowman I really enjoyed this film I'm gonna give it four popcorn kernels right I'm Mm. gonna give it three and a half I did enjoy it too don't get me wrong beautiful animation Really great, solid sequel from Disney. And this is the first theatrical sequel to a Disney princess movie. Is it? Yes. All the rest of them have been released straight to DVD. That is a really interesting stat. Yeah, so it's... it's so true. Yeah. Oh, unless... Oh, wait, no. That's not right. The Princess Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) That doesn't count, okay. Talking animation. Animation, gotcha. Wow, okay, so it was a pretty bold move for them. Yeah, and I think Mm. they pulled it off. They have Mm. pulled it off. It's a solid film. Yeah. Oh, and, and we've talked about this, but, like, it's killing it at the box office. Absolutely. So the interest is there, whether it's from adults or children. Like, people mm. are going in droves to see this film. Get out and see it. What else have we got out this week? So we have a few uh, new releases out December 5th. Uh, the Good Liar, which is the Helen Mirren, Ian McKellen, um, Cat and Mouse crime drama is out. We also have the animated Adams Family film. Mm-hmm. They're obviously that quirky family who admire and ravel in the mundane yeah the critical response to this has been that it's a bit watered down yeah it's not quirky enough or out there enough to be an adam's family film yeah i a friend who brad shout out to brad he was saying it it wasn't as good as the live action films that they made in the in the 90s and they just didn't go far enough Mm -hmm. and where's my roy con uh, is out as well that's a limited release in sydney and melbourne and that's a doco about a despicable law and political power broker, which we spoke about last week, how interested mm. we were in seeing this film, um, who also mentored Donald Trump and shaped his career. Now, we've got some pretty exciting news to rattle off. This one, yeah. uh, do you want to kick us off with some Ghostbusters news? Well, there's been lots of Ghostbusters mm. news. The new Ghostbusters film that's going to be a direct sequel to the 19... 19- 80s, 1990 film? I think it was the 80s, yeah. Yeah, 80s. Well, the direct sequel to the second mm-hmm. film. The official title is Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm. which is interesting. It throws up a whole bunch of questions about the storyline. Yeah. Uh, and the first trailer is coming very, very soon. We're going to get that 
pretty much as this episode comes out. Mm. I think there's a lot of pressure on this trailer because if you look at the political landscape of this, you mm. had the two Ghostbusters films in the 80s, like you said, mm. and then in 2016, they rebooted the franchise with an all-female-led, which I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it too. It was, it was so great. good. They mm. did such a fantastic job. The effects were phenomenal, but it was just pulled over hot coals as yeah. critically slammed. There were a lot of issues that people found about them, you know, gender swapping mm. the roles, and no one, it was, no one could, the pill was too hard to swallow for whatever reason. Yeah. And it was a real shame that that's not seen a second wind, but so soon they're kind of revisiting the franchise and erasing that. Erasing that. It's not part of the canon Which anymore. Which is not cool. Mm. Brutal, as is yeah. the industry. Yes. Um, Paul Rudd is starring in this film. And we were wondering about who he's going to be playing. It's been revealed that he's a teacher who is obsessed with the events of the last movie. Right. So what, he's been obsessed for like 30 years or yeah, something? Yeah, so apparently okay. people have kind of forgotten about Marshmallow Man and all the events that happened in New York. I mean, but how could you forget? It was wild. <laughs> I guess that plays to the theme about like the obsession that, that the characters in these films have about mm. telling the truth and revealing the truth and people yes. believing them. So I guess that's kind of within the tone of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace star in this as well, and they're revealed to be the grandkids of one of the original Ghostbusters. Mm. So I'm guessing it's going to be more focused on the younger generation. Yeah, which is no surprise there. No, but I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would give, I hope they give the originals a bigger role than a cameo. Well, they are rumoured to all return. Except Rick Moranis, apparently. Yes, and one of them has passed away yes of course so yeah which is a bit of a shame i think that it's kind of like when the spice girls come together it's like just if there's not all five then why like what's the (laughs) point you are a band of five if posh doesn't come back then in my opinion you shouldn't come back having said that if i was in the uk and europe when they were touring i probably would have gone um but do you know what i mean it's kind of like if you can't get the band back together my thinking, my thinking is if you're gonna, if they're gonna get have a little two second cameo, don't bother. Mm. In the female reboot, you know, we saw like the briefest cameos mm. from all these original stars, and that's what people wanted to see. Yeah, really. exactly. So I'm hoping it's going to be more a more substantial role than mm. just. Well, Bobby Murray up. had a big a bigger role in the 2016 version. That's true. He did. Bigger than I thought. Dan Aykroyd was was a cab driver or something. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah, like, Sigourney Weaver was at the end. In the post credit oh, scene. Right. Like, yeah, and then, see, that's cool. And then we won't get any more of that. Is she rumoured to be in this as well? I know, I hope so. Okay, and watch your space. Mm-hmm. Well, I get, hopefully we find that out in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we see all the original cast. Not a, an episode goes by that we don't mention the Batman. <laughs> I had a bit of a chuckle at this before. I was like, of course there is. So Robert Patterson has caused a bit of controversy by saying um, this week that Batman is not a superhero because he doesn't have magical powers. What do you think? I mean, that's What's bullshit. Like, he's a superhero. He saves lives. He's His superpower... Wait, what is it? What Ben about. Affleck said in the... <laughs> Elias Batman, what's your superpower? goes, I'm rich, or something like that. But anyway, that's funny. That would be the first and last time I quote those <laughs> Sax Nine movies. No, he, he is a superhero. He might be able to conjure lightning or fly. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But he's got his technology. He's a detective. He, he's a fighter. He's right? a hero with an extra level of... Ability behind yeah, him. Yeah, and resource. Like, mm. that's a very controversial thing for someone who's playing Batman to say mm. about Batman when there's already a bit of, is he really the right Batman? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I think you might need to stay, you know, away from those one-liners until you kind of, like... Prove yourself. Prove yourself mm. and, you know, the reception is positive and then maybe you can kind of have an open discussion about whether Batman's superior or not. Yeah. So a new Planet of the Apes film was also announced this week. Unclear at the moment whether it's a sequel or a reboot, and this kind of stuff just bores me. Yeah. Uh, 20th Century Fox produced three really, really critically acclaimed and financially successful Planet of the Apes films. Mm. I'm hoping that it's going to be a continuation on that story rather than a reboot because it's just another tired attempt at revisiting intellectual property that hasn't had time to settle. Yeah, I feel like they're just going through their back catalogue and going, what made us the most money in the last decade? Mm. Let's pull this one out again. Let's pull this one out again. Whereas the investment in original ideas, in new screenwriters, in new directors, in new actors... Mm. I, I'm just... I don't know what to say because it's really... It, it's been concerning for a while, but now I'm really, really concerned because this is just not... It's not working. It's not working very often and well. So it might be success financially, but then you leave a bit of taste in someone's mouth when you mm. abuse a franchise or an IP and you don't quite nail it. It's a lack of respect for the audience as well. It's saying we don't respect you enough to challenge you. Mm. We're just going to throw the same old tired stuff at you. And what's even more depressing is people just accept it and it's become the new normal. Mm. What do you think we need to do? <laughs> This has bummed me out. <laughs> this episode took a downturn. It did. Look, um, I, I think it's a great property, and I just hope that I'd be on board if it was a sequel rather than a reboot. That's my take on it. I just want them to take the time and make the effort to do something new. Mm. Yep, I completely agree. So also this week, the opening sequence of Birds of Prey was screened at CCXP, which is Comic-Con Experience in Brazil. Awesome. And it showed a Gotham that we've never seen before. Bright, colourful, completely bonkers, wild. This movie's going to be off the rails. Right. Is that, that kind intro? of the reception? Yeah. yeah. So this is um, obviously with Rise of Skywalker coming out mm. in you know less than two weeks now, December 19, in Australia. There's a lot. There's the, Honestly, when you think that it wasn't like ramping up, it's freaking ramped up in terms mm. of marketing and people talking about it and the expectation. Are there leaks and that script found under the bed and all that mm. stuff? So we've had an emotional first reaction to Rise of Skywalker from actor Richard E. Grant, who's a new character in the new film. Mm. And he, he says, 
Just seen the first cast screening of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, what it achieves, weaves, and resolves is a total emotional meltdown and resurrection of the spirit. Mm. I've just seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and nothing prepares you for this. I cheered, I shouted, I fist pumped the air, I cried, I stood and cheered. It's absolutely everything you hoped it would be. I'm so proud to be in and I can't wait for you to see it. This gives me goosebumps. I get, I've got chills and I've, I've read this a few times or kind of lapped it up and thought about it. And, you know, I personally I try and avoid too many kind of inward insights and reactions to films that I kind of really want to go in without mm-hmm. too many expectations, which is really hard with a film like Star Wars. But this one's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, We're very excited. Very excited. I mean, he's he's in the film. He kind of has to say it's good. Yeah. But he's taken some time to find words as much as possible that closely resemble his feeling and reaction to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite telling that what we're in for, I think, is pretty special. Yeah. And hopefully delivers on you know, finishing a nine film, 40 yeah. year story arc. Well, just in the expectation, as you said, like a 40 year story arc, it's, mm-hmm. this is massive. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, rub my little hands together. Yeah. Pull out one. We had a big week for trailers, Lee. What did we get? This week we got Mulan. Yes. Which was incredible. What mm. an incredible trailer. Did ep- you enjoy ick, it? Epic. Yep. Ep- it really packed an emotional punch. Mm. This film, even without Mushu, the dragon. No, it's still not. I like know, that. but the vibe of this is that they're going for a really hard-hitting, emotional, authentic yeah. film, and I think it's going to be really good. I was blown away by the visuals and the scale and the epicness, like I've said fifty times before. And the performances, mm. the caliber yeah. of the actors. Yeah, it's just extraordinary. Yeah. The thing that I'm still that no one's really sure of. Is obviously Milan, the 1998 animated classic, was a musical. Mm. And no one's really sure whether this one is or not. Yeah. I'm getting vibes that it's not, mm-hmm. just from the tone of this and how serious it looks, if yeah. that's the right sort of word. But I think that's the right way to go with this film. They, they really need to take it seriously. Well, you hear the orchestral version of, I think the song's called My Reflection, mm-hmm. towards the end of the trailer, and it's big, it's boomy lifts the theatricalness of it, the, mm. the, the, all the setting and the mountains and everything. So hopefully we see those undertones, those themes of the music throughout mm. in the score. It would be great to we, hear some of the music. They could be completely surprising us. You could walk in and it could be a complete musical. Yeah, but that brings me back to my point <laughs> from last week about if you're making a musical... Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Yeah. Don't be afraid. There's always to be ashamed of making a musical mm. at all. And it just blows my mind that every kind of marketing doesn't really focus on that yeah. when, when it's a musical film. We also got Black Widow, which we foresaw coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, through our crystal ball through- podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's set just after the events of Captain America Civil War, which was mm-hmm. a big question mark. We weren't sure where it was yeah. going to fit. And it introduces Florence Pugh as Yelena, mm-hmm. who is a fellow survivor of the Red Room training program, along with Natasha. Mm-hmm. And Rachel Weiss or Vice as Iron Maiden, and David Harbour as Red Guardian, who's a equivalent Russian equivalent of Captain America. Yeah. I got really good vibes from this trailer. Despite the fact that this is a standalone film that we should have got in Phase 1 or 2, mm-hmm. I'm sure that we can trust Marvel and their screenwriters in the wider MCU 
that it's got a place there mm. and it has purpose for future films. What's the reason that we're going back to see what she was doing many, many years ago? Like, is there going to be some sort of, like, twist at the end? Will we ever see some of these new characters introduced into the MCU mm. fold in upcoming films? So there's a lot of mystery. It's an MCU film. We're not going to break through that mystery until we sit our bums in the seats and watch it. I feel like it's really gritty, great mm. action, like, combat sort of thing. So they're really speaking to her skills and her character and, and mm. her um, backstory, I suppose. That's coming in May 2020, so just around the corner. And we also have a bet going to see who's going to do bigger at the box office, Black Widow or Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. We didn't get our Wonder Woman trailer, unfortunately, no. but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We also got a trailer for Bond's No Time to Die. This is an action-packed trailer. Did you like it? I hated it. <laughs> you hated it? Yeah, I thought it was one of the worst trailers I've seen in a long time. Wow. It was a mess. Well, there were car chases, there was a betrayal. Do you think they've given away too much again? We got a first look at Rami Malek's villain, yeah. who, again, is a very cookie-cutter Bond villain. It was we are not so different, you and I, yeah. Bond. <laughs> How many times has a Bond villain said that? Yeah, well, I mean, I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> look, it looks amazing, the set pieces, I mean, but it's all, all stuff that we expect. We shouldn't be wowed. We should just be like, yeah, hmm. they've done it again. They're going all these different um, international locations and, and, you know, the stunt work looks fantastic. But it was kind of like it was trying to tell you what the story was or how it was kicking off and then how it continues on. And it was just a mess. Like, I can't even explain what I watched. You weren't emotionally invested. I don't even think that was the problem. It was mm -hmm. just kind of like, is this the right version? Is this version one, but you got up to version seven of the trailer, but no well, one checked the file and they uploaded the wrong one. Like it just didn't <laughs> seem right. It was just all over the place. It was ideas. It felt like a, like a previs, you know, or storyboard or kind of, oh, and then this pops up and then I will go here. But well, with it all was, the... just wasn't gelled. Okay. Well, with all the trouble that the films had... <laughs> Please stop talking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Bent away. With all the troubles that this film has had, mm. it's little wonder that they're trying to rush to get things out. Yeah. But they shouldn't now. They should take a beat and think about things properly. I agree. I just don't think the right people signed off on this trailer. Mm. They didn't take the time to get it right. And it kind of made you feel like, shit, I've got to watch Spectre again mm. because they're there's obviously a continuation. Obviously, the, mm. the difference between the Daniel Craig franchise of Bond has been that they've been sequels to each other rather than standalone films. Mm. So you kind of have to, like, take yourself back to all those things that happen because these characters are coming back in certain ways and it's like, all right, well, I need to make sure I'm well-versed in what the hell's going on. Mm. And I think that might be a, a, been the big problem with this trailer was you're just quick to forget Perspective wasn't that great a Bond film. I actually don't know who these people are, what's going on anymore. <laughs> That's coming in April 2020, so I'm sure we'll get another go at the trailer. Oh, absolutely. What's coming next on December 12? So, uh, a bit of a mixed bag. So, December 12, we've got The Queen's Corgi, which is that animated tale about the Queen's favourite corgi who goes missing from the palace and ends up in a dog fight club. I just freaking love that plotline yeah. so that's out as well it's like um, a dog's way home mixed with the secret life of pets yeah <laughs> it's cute maybe i will see it we've also got black christmas from blumhouse productions and this is the second remake of this horror film and it's getting uh backlash in the u.s for its low pg-13 rating mm. well the other ones were rated r yeah this was a full-on horror film but also is that 
a sign of the times, just that we're used to that level of horror, gore, violence these days, and it's not as shocking. It doesn't need that higher rating, or do you think... People get really um, opinionated and emotional about films and like, subject matter that they feel shouldn't be held back by a rating and that just go gangbusters. Mm. And there's been a bit of a resurgence and commercial proof that R-rated films can bank. Obviously, the, mm. the Joker film, R-rated, has made over a billion dollars. Mm. So I think that's kind of like, hey, why aren't we getting the film that we kind of think this should be? I think that also speaks to studios predilection to make films accessible to the widest possible audiences they don't like putting their eggs in one basket anymore they Mm. like to play the odds a little bit safer Mm. sure by making it accessible to a wider audience and i think when you do that it does water things down a bit yeah i agree but you can't blame them when they're investing so much money in these things and they need to be able to see your return. I can blame them. I'm going to blame them. <laughs> but, if it, but if it compromises the <laughs> like integrity of the story and it actually realising what it's meant to be, then mm. I'm not so excited by its low rating. We've also got Playing With Fire, which is a family-friendly comedy starring John Cena as a fireman who has to look after three unruly children with the help of his firehouse buddies. This is just a silly family film. And also Play Mobile, a bit of an animated fun inspired by the German building toys. Mm. A girl has to journey into the magical toy world to save her brother. Yeah, so Play Mobile is sort of, I guess, a bit like Duplo. This is just a marketing grab, really. Oh, oh, totally. To sell more toys. Yeah, of course. So that's it for Popcorn Podcast this week. Yes. Next week we're going to be talking Jojo Rabbit. Really excited to share... Our thoughts on Jojo Rabbit. Just a little sneak peek. It's just wonderful. Anyway, (laughs) next time we'll talk about it in more detail. Talk to you next week. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 